Hello and welcome back to the In and Around podcast. Um, I am your host for this week, uh, Mike, and joining me, as he does every week, uh, it's Mr. Dave Harris. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Mike. Yourself? Yeah, sound. No nickname for you this week. Because uh, Will is not here, <laughs> no. unfortunately. Um, but it's been about 15 minutes since uh, Group F finished. So the uh, the group of death, as it were. So we're here to unpack everything that happened in the group stage, obviously, of the Euros. Uh, and preview some of the last 16 fixtures now that they've all been confirmed. So it should be a fun one. Yeah, it should be, should be good fun. Uh, before we start, Dave, what do you, what do you make of the uh, four third place teams getting through in this tournament? Obviously, it's a bit of a new thing. Yeah, done. personally, I don't like it. I think with groups, it, it's got to be a thing where only the top two stay in because, yeah, it takes away the edge of the group for me a bit. If if you can think, you know, if there's only six groups, you've got you've got a sixty six percent chance finishing third that you still stay in the tournament. Which, you know, maybe if it was, say it was two third places out of eight groups, maybe I could get on board with it then. Because, you know, that, that's only 25% of those finish from third. Um, but to basically have them all but two go through, I don't know, it takes too much of an edge off the group stage. Because, you know, if it's only two of eight, for example, they're, they're two teams that have probably played genuinely quite well. Um, maybe in a closer group than others, but yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't like it. I get why they do it because of the format, but at the same time, why don't they just make it eight groups of four? Then you, your first and seconds from that is your round of sixteen. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. We were yeah. watching the England game. Uh, yeah. and imagine, imagine what it would have done f- this evening for the uh, the group of death. Um, yeah, like, I know it was it was crazy as it was to be honest, but imagine if only two of those teams went through, it would have been uh, would have been mental. And like you said yesterday, Mike, if they did add four extra teams from Europe, you know, it could be some okay teams in there still, like Greece, Ireland, Northern Ireland. Not not necessarily Norway. teams that. Yeah, Norway is a good shout. Um, not necessarily teams that would have no quality. So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it might give a chance for more of the teams uh, lower in the Nations League, like uh, like Finland or North Macedonia, who obviously got in this time. You'd get to see a few more stories like that, wouldn't you, as well, if they extended it to to 32 yeah. teams. Yeah, it's it's something that I'd prefer uh, the two, just the top two to go through, really. Yeah, we'll see what they do next time. I'm sure they'll have had a think after, obviously, how yeah. this has gone. Uh, but we'll get straight in now then to Group A, which was Italy, mm-hmm. which finished in this order. Italy, Wales, Switzerland and Turkey. Turkey, the only team to fall out of the competition from this group. Obviously, the top three did make it through here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Italians look quite good, don't they? Yeah, they look really good, to be honest. Um, I think I said on our last week, I, I am a bit worried if like a really good team runs at their defence. However, I think their midfield is, is fantastic. Um, Locatelli, he, he looks quality. Jorginho's playing well. Um, I'm sure, even though he's not here, Will actually would be saying good things about Jorginho. <laughs> um, yeah, they they look really good. Um, and yeah, they they've impressed me because it's it's not really what you associate with. Like with the Italian football, you associate them just trying to be really slow and, and not really attack much. But even though they managed to score a decent amount of goals, they, they could easily have scored way more. They're really going at the teams, which, I mean, that's that's what you want to see from a team in a knockout tournament, as, as far as I'm concerned. De- yeah, definitely. I'm sure we'll get onto it with England later, but mm. a bit of a bit of attacking football from, well, in the most recent game against Wales, obviously they won 1-0. Um but they were essentially playing the second team, weren't they? <laughs> and still, yeah, and still were a class like, above for Wales. Yeah, like I was saying, they created a hell of a lot of chances even in that one, and it really could have been more. So, yeah, they've been. Uh, I know, I know. You and Will had said in the preview that what I meant by it is not really when you think of their golden generations that we had not too long ago. But yeah, there still seem to be a. a top team and for the group other than Holland on 
Oh no, Belgium did as well, didn't they? Yeah, there was. But even so, they're one of the only only couple of teams to actually win all three. So, yeah, seven goals scored, none conceded. Yeah, Uh, very well deserved. Top in the group there. (laughs) That's That's fair to say. Very Um, from them. I'm sure you've all seen it on social media, but it was nice uh, Mancini bringing on Sirigu for his little cameo at the Mm. end. Um, As he said, it was his biggest regret that he never got to play in a. A major tournament. Yeah, so to, he got left on the bench, didn't he? Yeah, so to use his squad like that, I thought was actually pretty classy. Obviously, they were already through, and which helps. But <laughs> uh, and on that game, quickly, the Ampadu red card. I think we disagree on this. I didn't think it was yeah. a red card, but you see, I thought it was a red just because uh, when when you looked at Ampadu, I, I know what I know where you're coming from, Mike. It's one of those where if they started handing out reds for that sort of challenge, they'd be probably a couple of red cards every single game. But yeah. Ampadu didn't actually look at the ball at all. He was looking at the man. And then, yeah, it, I sort of felt for me that he hit with enough force that I was thinking if um, Bernadeschi had his foot planted, that could have been a pretty nasty injury. So that was that was more my, my thing with it. But I, I, I get the side that it's not as well because obviously that's a tackle that happens even at the top level, several times each game. So, Yeah, yeah. for me, it was just a bit late, but it's one of those, I think, yellow card and carry on. But I, see, I can see the other side of it. It's it, mm. As you rightly say, it could well have injured Bernadeschi if his foot's planted in the ground. Um, let's talk Wales. Four points from mm-hmm. their three games. Uh, obviously beating Turkey and then the point against Switzerland. Pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, to be honest, I'd... I think they've been quite good. I mean, I, I'm enjoying watching Ramsey and Bale play because I know, like we said before, the next World Cup's only next year, but it is pretty much 18 months away. Ramsey's, is he 32, 33? Bale's 31. I feel like this might be their last tournament for Wales. Not even sure Wales qualified for the World Cup. Now I really think about it, if I'm honest, um, or if they look like they will. Um However, this could be their last tournament. And I just, I think in terms of Welsh players in the last 10 years, those two have been, I think Rio Ferdinand called them superstars actually this evening and said that's why they've played as well as they have. I I think Ramsey and Bale, uh, not to get too ahead of myself, but definitely in the top 10, if not top five, probably Welsh players ever, I would say. Both I think, them. yeah, given what they've done as well, taking them to major tournaments and obviously the, yeah, semi, that, yeah. uh, the semi-final in the last year. So I've, I've enjoyed that from them. But the, the rest of the team, to be honest, have impressed me. Look, I, I mean, I've not said on this pod, but in our group chat, I've said, you know, most of their team are, are mostly championship players. Obviously, there's players like Ben Davis at Spurs, but he's not... He's okay, Ben Davis, but he's not like a one of the best left-backs in the league or anything like that, is he? It's just an okay player. Yeah, Scotland have but, got two uh, better ones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, they've they've looked good as a team. And yeah, I just think all the team do their jobs. And I think it's important for them that most of the play, a lot of the like older players in that team all played in the last Euros. So you've got the younger players that have come through. Um, like, is it Morrell and Connor Roberts is still quite young, I think. Those yeah, sort of Dan players James, have come I guess. In. Yeah, of course. Um, but obviously the older players like Joe Allen, even uh, Ramsey, Bale, they've already they already know what it's like, and I think that experience is a nice blend. Yeah, definitely. Bale and Ramsey were obviously were key in the victory uh, over Turkey. Um, it, it looked a little bit like they put a lot into that against Italy, but I think any team will struggle against this Italy side as we. For just what's discussed. worth. I actually thought Wales were really good with 10 men against Italy. They, they were very good, they, weren't they? Yeah, they were quality. So, I mean, yeah, they've lost Ampadu, but if they can play like that with 10, it gives me hope for these players giving it all in, in whatever games or however far they go. So, fair play to the Welsh. Definitely. Uh, third place in the group, but also making it through with Switzerland. They beat Turkey 3-1 in the last game. Uh, our boy Shakiri getting a brace. Yeah, they 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 just always find a way to get through, don't they, Switzerland? Yeah, they do. I mean, I'd actually said I know you guys said Turkey. I said Switzerland were maybe my um. Yeah, you did indeed. 
Surprise team about Turkey, the better, I think. <laughs> the thing is with Switzerland, it's just a strange one because I'd say they have some some genuinely good players, especially for them. Um, but yeah, like like uh, it's always been pointed out, they don't really do anything at tournaments. So, and also they have ultimately gone for in third place. So, um, <laughs> if I was to be a purist about my top two going through, they actually shouldn't be there. But I mean. They they've been one of the top third places, so I'm um, I'm interested to see how they do. They're just steady, aren't they? Really, Switzerland. They got yeah. some decent enough players. I think they can give most teams a game if they're at it, but then at the same time, they're usually not at it. So <laughs> yeah, I, I you need Shakiri to turn up, don't you? If they're going to be good, yeah. Uh, and that Mbolo looks way. quite interesting. Yeah, I think Mbolo's a really good player, actually. Um, as we said, they obviously beat Turkey. Me and Will predicted them to be a dark horse. So the less that is said about them, the better they scored. I will say, people have been slating people for saying it. As far as I'm aware, this Turkish team has probably been one of the best they've had probably ever when you look at the players on paper. So uh, I don't blame people for having picked them out. Obviously, they've not turned up. But when you looked at them on paper, especially against... The, the rest of this group are in Italy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though they have gone out horrendously, uh, but yeah, it wasn't absolutely bonkers for people to be backing them at the start. Yeah. There could definitely be an inquest into that at, at home in Turkey, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm um, very intrigued. So, yeah, three through there. We'll go to Group B then, which, as Dave mentioned earlier, Belgium. Uh, were one of the other teams with a perfect record in their group. Three yeah. wins from three. Seven scored, one conceded. They also look a bit better than I thought they were going to be. Although I did obviously tip up on the on the uh, pre-Euros pod Belgium to win the group. That seemed fairly straightforward. Yeah. They've done that. Um, how far do you think they can go, Dave? Well, it's... It's one of those, isn't it? We talk about golden generations. There's no doubting that this this Belgian team, I believe they had a generation in the eighties that, that were really good and maybe the only other crop that any, anyone would mention in terms of Belgian international teams. These guys are probably the best players that they've ever produced. Certainly in the modern game. It wasn't long ago when Thomas B fell at Rangers was one of their star players. <laughs> and now they have genuine world-class players. Um, I mean, Lukaku's brilliant. Hazard, De Bruyne, De Bruyne, and Lukaku's link-up is just—it's oh, just so good to watch. My only concern with them is the defence. Saying yeah. that, Boyata—it was either Boyata or Denea in their last game. What, whichever one was an absolute rock, to be honest. I think it was Boyata. Um, I just worry a little bit with like Alderweireld, Vertonghen, and Vermaelen if he's playing. Um, I, I really used to rate them a lot and I think obviously their core defending is fine but the pace is is something that's going to be crucial when we'll come on to the big teams but most of them have pace and I don't know how far veteran centre-backs are going to get you in this day and age but certainly a team that I would like to see get some Mike, are you ready for this take? Oh no uh, it's, <laughs> it's like People talk about Poch's Tottenham team and them not getting a trophy. What about this Belgium team never having anything to show for it? Because, I mean... Is this their last chance? I would say so. Um, I would certainly say so in terms of defenders. That's my thing with them. Yeah, it's, it's clearly their biggest weakness. The the back three they started in the last game was, was Vermaal and Boyata and Denaya. So, obviously, you're probably going to have one of or, or both of the Tongan and older viral but as you rightly say Dave they're if they come up against Mbappe wouldn't necessarily fancy their chances uh, yeah. but yeah would it, it would it be a failure if they if they hadn't won a trophy well possibly? I mean I mean possibly but to be fair to international football you're hardly you're not really contesting for many trophies uh, Spurs did a much worse job <laughs> <laughs> got to get in some Spurs yeah, slander haven't we so, yeah, so they beat Finland 2-0 uh, the other night, which uh, obviously they were already already through there. 
but the the big story out of this group yeah. has to be Denmark getting through despite everything that's happened to them. They yes. beat Russia, uh, obviously, the other night by four goals to one, which was an amazing game. They scored some amazing goals. And I, I yeah. think I can speak on behalf of everyone that I was buzzing that Denmark's made it through. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, uh, really pleased for them, to be honest. Obviously, everyone's aware of what happened with Ericsson. Horrible stuff. Uh, arguably their, their key player. Uh, but for them to still get through is fantastic. And yeah, well, they did it emphatically. What four one, and I think every goal was quality. So yeah, fair class. play to them. I think I think they were definitely the second best team in the group, and it would have been. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, agree. It, it would have been obvious why they hadn't got through, uh, mm. and you couldn't have blamed them at all if yeah, that was the course. case. But yeah, um, I think yeah, definitely the second best team in the group. Uh, no third place getting through here. Finland and yeah. Russia both going out. Uh, I haven't got a huge amount to say on. Either of those teams, I would but say, Finland were not Finland, bad. Yeah, Finland looked okay, and it was nice for them to get a win. Obviously, the circumstance of that game was very unfair. Yeah. I would say on Denmark, but yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, Finland looked good when when I did watch them play. Even against Belgium, to be honest, I thought they honestly didn't look bad. Um, yeah, I think they've given a really good account of themselves, to be honest. And Russia weren't doping this time, so yeah, it's actually <laughs> so they're out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Um I mean, yeah, they they were trying to call Lack and Fear out of retirement, weren't they? Because they've got just no goalkeepers, it seems, but yeah. he, he turned <laughs> them down. So that's always good fun. Uh into group C and another perfect record tops the group here. Mm-hmm. Uh the Dutch, another team looking a lot better than I thought they were going yes. to. Same Mike. Um Again, to be honest, same as same as Italy, really. You're like, this team has some good players, but when you think of a Dutch national team, it's not one of those golden teams where you think, oh, Holland are really up there, which, to be honest, let's, let's be honest, in our age group, with both Italy and Holland, we, we've grown up with them being full of superstars. And yes, they have some good players, but they're not on that same level of some teams we'll come on to later when we discuss the other groups. But yeah, they've been really impressive. Um, I mean, you could argue that group is them really that much of a test. No, well, it is a bit disrespectful, but even Austria and Ukraine, yes, they have some good players, but the overall team, are they really that good? I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, you can only pitch, I'd say. you can only beat who's put out in front of you. And to be fair to Holland, three wins from three is going to give you confidence for whoever you play. So that's that's huge in itself. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I would like to come against up against them in the next next round. And England have avoided them by uh, by topping the group as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wijnaldum looks really good for them. It's mm-hmm. it's quite a funny little matchup with. Uh, with Veghorst and Depay up front. <laughs> yeah. I, I do enjoy that. And this uh, this Dumfries lad looks a bit of a player, Yeah, the he? right back. Yeah, he's yeah. So I'm sure Everton will buy him or something <laughs> over the summer. Um, but yeah, they'll be an interesting watch. Van Arnholt, left wing back's obviously an interesting one. Um, yeah, again, when I say about this not being a great... <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those top teams, Van Arnholt, uh, yeah, I haven't really rated him in the the Prem for a couple of years, so it's interesting he's starting. I mean, the Was thing... he at Palace when De Boer was there? Yes. Probably. So um, they're bringing it back. One thing that I do love with Holland is Stecklenburg is still kicking around, so big fan of that, really. Yeah, they'll be one to watch. I think they might go a little further than... Certainly, I first. I mean, thought, if you look at their team, you've got Devry and Delert at centre back, who are both really good. Yeah. Uh, Daily Blend obviously still does a decent job. I like Dion, Daily Blend. De Jong, Wijnaldum, Darun are a pretty solid midfield three. Dumfries has been great. Van Arnholt does his job. He's not bad going forward. I say does his job, does his job attacking, nothing in defence. Um, <laughs> Veghorst is. I believe had a pretty good season this year and offers something different. He's a bit of a target. Depay's just got to move to Barca because he's he's literally in the form of his life. Um, so yeah, he's bang on form. Uh, and then you've got players like Graven Birch, 
Marlin as well, who are, you know, not bad players and also done well in their league. So they've got a lot of players out there actually who have confidence from the seasons they just played, which I think is important too. Yeah, form will definitely help coming into this. Uh, and they'll, they'll definitely be full of confidence after that group stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- second in the group, which was decided on the final day, as Austria played Ukraine, Austria came out on top, well, fairly comfortably in the end. Um, yeah. They beat Ukraine and, Mas- and North Macedonia to come second on six points. Obviously, they lost the middle one to the Netherlands. But yeah, Ukraine, uh, sorry, Austria through... Ukraine are also through, which they're very fortunate to be. But yeah. would you would you fancy facing Austria in the next round? Who's got them? Italy have got them in the next round. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly, yeah, I'd, I'd say out of the teams that have gone through, um, I'd say yeah, you one know, you wouldn't mind to draw. Yeah, with, I'd say they? Austria and Ukraine are maybe the two weakest and they've come from the same group yeah yeah this is pretty much Alibur against the world by the looks of the I mean team. to be fair to Austria they've, is good, they've, actually. yeah and Lena and Lima as well um they've got a couple of they've got a couple of players that are like decent Bundesliga players as well in like Hinteregger and Bumgart Dillinger I think his name is but yeah again that that's all well and good but when you look at the rest of the teams left uh, most of their players are, yeah, genuine top players anyway, not just playing in a, a top league for a team. So, but. but yeah, I mean, fair play to them. They they turned up when they needed to and, and totally outplayed the Ukraine, who were, yeah. who were dreadful uh, on the on the final match day. Mm-hmm. Um, who we can talk about. I thought they they might have a little go at this group, the Ukraine, and be a bit more interesting under Shevchenko, but they were really poor, particularly in that last game. Yeah. Um, so they've got a couple of really good players. A, yeah, but... a bit of a sour taste in my mouth, that, so I don't think they'll go much further. No. Uh, they will play, well, Sweden in the next round, so that's they've got a chance. Um, yeah. But we'll come on to Sweden because they, they're also playing some good stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not a huge amount to say, obviously, about Ukraine, really. That North like... Macedonia, to be fair, bottom of the group. But I actually thought they played really well in all of their games. Again, yeah, g- gave a really good account of Re- themselves. Yeah, like, it, it's quite a strange one, isn't it? Like, we didn't even put North Macedonia in our sweepstake because we were like, yeah. they'll be one of the bad teams. But Turkey genuinely were bad in all three games. North Macedonia, I know zero points, doesn't look good on paper, but given the sort of players they have, you know, they've got a couple in Serie A, obviously Pandav, Alioski at Leeds, I think Elmas plays for like Napoli, and Bardi, he looked good. If he's not if he's not in one of the, the top divisions, he, he should be. He looks a good player. Um but yeah, they they played really well, and I was like, fair play to these guys. You know, everyone's sort of written them off, and they're actually playing some good stuff. So yeah, they uh, gave Bardi, the Netherlands Bardi does a good play run for Levante in Spain. So at least he's in a decent league. Fair play. Um, but yeah, also Pandav bang out got a goal as well. Which yeah, it's nice that. for him to get a goal. They had a couple to celebrate. Into travel, uh, the I will say that as well, Mike. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? What what year was that? Like 04 or something? No, 2010. <laughs> 2010. 2010. What a champion. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they gave Ukraine a scare in the middle game. Um, were pretty good, to be honest, for the first half in particular against the Netherlands as well. Uh, they can go home pretty proud of themselves, I think. Uh, and well done to Pandev, obviously, as well. What a champion. Mm-hmm. Um, right, let's do England and Scotland's yeah. group then. Uh, England obviously threw seven points, mm-hmm. top the group. Uh, probably doesn't tell the whole story, though. No, definitely not. Uh, they're, they're the, I believe they are the team that's won their group in the Euros, scoring the least amount of goals of all yeah. time. Literally uh, t- two goals. Two, two goals, none conceded. What did you make of England in the group stage, Dave? Um, to say not convinced is only touching the surface, Mike. There was a lot of... God, like we, it, it was really weird. I feel like 
our team literally never got out of like second gear, maybe. And even then, we were more out of second gear in like the first half of games. And then, uh, yeah, second half. I'd, yeah, to be honest, if it wasn't for Calvin Phillips's great pass against Croatia, I'm generally not sure we would have scored. Yeah, it's uh, they haven't created a lot of chances, have they? No, and what's weird is, uh, yeah, honestly, just feel like Southgate's got a crop of players that he doesn't know what to do with. Like, everyone can see it. There's so many strengths in this group of players. Um, and I know how hard it is to drop a player like Kane, but wow, the way he's played in this group stage, I felt like the game against um, Czech was maybe to be like, okay, let's give someone else a go, like Calvert-Lewin. Uh, I know he needs his goal, but and this, in the essence, that he needs a goal. If he if he doesn't get the goal, it's only going to get worse for him. And he's what you're seeing with Kane is he's already overcompensating for not scoring, so he's coming even deeper to get the ball because he really wants to prove himself, which is fine. But him coming so deep means that when we do get up the pitch, he's probably not in the position he needs to be in the box. So, do you think uh, he's fully fit? No. I yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. Um, and also, yeah, it's just, yeah, I could really go into Southgate's team selection. Some <laughs> of it just seems baffling. Like, yeah, maybe Grealish is internationally inexperienced, but God, we need someone to run at players and and who could deliver the ball because Kane is obviously not quick as fantastic as he is. Grealish is exactly the man you want to do that. He literally got, like, by far and away the most fouls in the Prem and he, this season, and he only played, like, what, 28 games max? That shows you that, yeah, Pete, I, I think everyone has called him out for how easy he goes down. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter our opinion if the refs believe that they're fouls. Get him running at people. It'll cause pros problems. And that's what you need to do in international football. It's a knockout tournament, for God's sake. We can't just approach games like it doesn't matter what we do in this one because we've got another game next week. It, it, it's all out the window. We should play to our strengths, which is clearly our attack. But instead, we're built from the back. Try and hold, keep men behind the ball. And yeah, just sort of press, but it's not particularly a high press. I don't really know what's going on. We're we're inviting teams onto us, and that's the opposite of what we should be doing. Even I actually felt against Czech, we really got away with it because the amount of times they had half chances or chances from our defensive mistakes of both centre-backs pulling to the same side, basically ball-chasing, or even just failing to clear it, like when Suchek's went just yeah. wide of the post. That's because someone followed the ball and then it bounced off someone else. So he had a free shot and Pickford made a fantastic save from someone as well. But that was only because people in front of him had made mistakes. And we were lucky not to get punished by the checks, but as we'll come on to who we're going to face in the next, next one, playing against teams of real quality, we could get absolutely demolished. And to be honest... I would rather we lose going hell for leather trying to attack and we get caught on the break a few times than go out with a whimper because the way they're playing, that's that's how we're going to go out of this tournament. We'll we'll have one shot and get bombarded and it'll be even if we only lose one nil, it doesn't matter. We we showed nothing. What's the point? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, even in some of these games, we've offered very little, haven't we? Um, yeah. Given the attacking talents that we that Southgate has at his disposal. Mm -hmm. um, Mount and Chilwell will come out of their isolation. Oh, God. I believe Monday night yeah. going into Tuesday morning. The game is Tuesday evening. Would you uh, pick either of those? Does, does Mount walk back into the team or given I, I assume he can't um, train with the team? Yeah, that's my thing. I would presume they can't train and as much as players can train by themselves... I really don't believe that it has the same effect. Um, I would put a case forward for Mount for the fact that 
tried Grealish through the middle, no fault of his own. But Grealish is a player that naturally drifts to the left because that's what he does his entire career. We were sort of crying out for someone to really be in the middle behind Kane. So, I I mean, I could also advocate in doing that with Phil Foden, but Mason Mount does literally do that for Chelsea. So, but yeah, like you say, I think 10 days of not actually properly training... You know, if if they've got access to, I to be honest, mate, I'm not, I haven't read into this isolation. If they're stuck in a hotel room, for example, uh, then no. But if somehow they're able to access like their own private treadmill and stuff, for example, at least you could be like they're doing fitness work. But if they're literally sat in a room, bless them, for ten days, and absolutely not, because yeah, it's not even about. Well, it is about match sharpness, but they've not even got any training sharpness. Yeah, it'll just be gone. Like, if if that's the case, they wouldn't have kicked a ball for ten days. Simple as for me, really. It will certainly be interesting. Uh, obviously, the game is at Wembley um, on Tuesday night against Germany, uh, mm-hmm. which obviously was decided earlier. I'm sure we'll do a quick preview of all the yeah. games in a little bit. Um, last one on England. Do you buy the narrative that? It's tournament football. You, you just have to get through each game, which is what England have done so far. That's I've seen that banded about quite a um, bit since, since we went through. Do you buy any of that? Yeah, maybe if you're put on the back foot by opposition, you manage to get a good result. But we're not being put on the back foot. We're putting ourselves on the back foot because of how we're set up. Like, say we're in the group of death, right? And we've got through in third. And, and we got through in third because we won... Won one game, drew one, lost the other. You'd be like, yeah, you got three games. You managed to win one. You got got a good point against a good team, and unfortunately, you lost one. That's getting through the group because you're playing a high high class opposition. I know Croatia have some good players. Same check. Scotland, to be honest, do have some good players, but when you look at the squads, we were absolutely levels above everyone in this this group. Let's be yeah. frank. And no, that is true. You honestly wouldn't think it from the way we've played. That's my <laughs> concern. Um, so I'd, I'd buy that if you get a tough group and maybe you don't get as many points as you would like, but not. I'm not giving this crop of players that excuse when we should have turned over all three of these teams, really. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, let's talk about second-place Croatia then, who mm. unfor- obviously, unfortunately, put Scotland out uh, last night as well. It was kind of the Modric show, wasn't it, in that game yeah. in particular? He it's is... fantastic if you haven't seen it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you really need to see it. Uh, it's unbelievable. Scotland at least did get their goal uh, through Callum McGregor just before half-time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was absolute carnage uh, around Scotland for that. But yeah, I think they're creation with a better team on the night. Um Deserved winners there, and probably, I mean, they were awful against England, but they've got yeah. enough points to get through. Mm-hmm. And they will be a tough game for Spain, who, who they come up against next. So that sh- that should be an interesting one to watch, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, Czech got through, didn't they? I was impressed yeah. with. Yeah, I was impressed with them, how they played against Scotland in particular. Uh, I'd be very surprised if Schick's goal isn't goal of the tournament, even though it was scored <laughs> so early. Um, yeah, they... Again, they, I'd say they're getting the max out of what, what you could expect from them, which is fair enough, which, like I'm saying to you about getting through the group, Czech could be like, yeah, fair enough, we, we beat Scotland... We, we played well enough against England, but unfortunately lost best team in the group drew with Croatia. That is where people saying, you know, getting through the group game by game. Fair enough. But England is top team. It's not an excuse, but check, check look decent. I wouldn't say their squad is great. They've got some good players, but the overall squad isn't great. But yeah, I thought, thought they played really well, even against us really. Yeah, they're decent enough. Uh, that that win over Scotland, obviously huge, mm-hmm. uh, huge for them. Pretty much gets them through. Unfortunately, that was probably the game for Scotland that was their big chance. They obviously mm-hmm. gave a really good account of themselves at Wembley uh, on Friday night. 
probably yeah. left a lot out there and didn't have a lot left for this game against Croatia, um, which sees Scotland going home with just the one point. Unfortunately, I think if they can keep hold of Steve Clark, uh, they've got something decent going on there and they've got a good chance of qualifying. Yeah, I mean, Roberts and Turney both fantastic. As far as Scottish midfielders go, McTominay's good. John McGinn is fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah I it's think... the goals is the big concern for them. Yeah, I was going to say the strikers goals. really let them down. But yeah, I mean, like you say, Mike, I do think there is something, some hope there for Scotland. It, it's, yeah, in our lifetime, it's definitely one of the best crop players they've had. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty dire. So it's nice to see yeah. them uh, actually at a major tournament uh, and hopefully they can they can come back soon. But unfortunately, this time, bottom of the group. So yeah, England, Croatia and the Czech Republic through in Group D. Mm-hmm. Um We'll move on to Group E, which may be a bit of an upset at the top of this one. Sweden yeah. topped this group uh, with two wins and a draw, so seven points from there. Three games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they drew with Spain on their on their opening game week, and then beat Slovakia and Poland, uh, yeah. including a, a crazy three-two win this evening. Yeah, against Poland. Um, uh, so who's drawn them? Sweden, Ukraine. So that's a bit of a. I'd back Sweden in that. Yeah, I, I mean, think Sweden generally have like some pretty exciting players. I mean, Isaac looks really good. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk with him with the season he's had with Sociedad, um, and the fact everyone's been signing on Football Manager for about five years. Um, Kulazevsky from is it Juve? I think. He he looks a good player. Um, was really good in this game when he came on. I think he got two assists. Yeah, he no did. No way. Seb Larson still plays for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dead ball specialist, Mike. Um, Unbelievable. But yeah, Sweden have some good players. Like I know we don't particularly like Lindelof, but at the end of the day, how many times have Sweden had like a Manchester United centre back? Not not very often. I would um, think not often. <laughs> Forsberg's a good player. He's been good in this tournament. Solid for Leipzig for a good couple of years. Quaison's a good player as well. Um, and then, yeah, like Lustig and Augustin said, have been playing fullback for them for years. I don't want to Google how old they are because they could be Seb Larson territory of age. Um, but, yeah, they just... Yeah, they have some decent players, really. Like, most of their players in this crop are playing in a top top five leagues so in terms of Sweden are concerned that's that's really good for them I know they've obviously had this period of having Ibra who is absolutely fantastic but the team around him wasn't really very good um, but yeah and they've they've been really good really impressive in this um, especially when it could really be put forward that you'd have thought maybe Poland would be the second best team but they, they've yeah, they've not only people were like, oh, it might be second or third best. They've actually ended up winning the group. So fair play to them. Yeah, which gets them that favourable draw against Ukraine. Um, mm-hmm. Spain second, which means they have to play Croatia. So uh, second in, in England's group. That should be an interesting game for sure. Uh, five points for Spain, a win in two draws. I don't know if we should read too much into this, given the COVID stuff and Morata keeps missing pens. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he's been missing hatfuls. Um, yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange situation for Spain, isn't it? I know that in general people were a bit baffled even by the squad selection. So, I mean, that doesn't help for starters. But then, yeah, the co- the whole COVID thing going on there is a. Didn't they have like a secondary squad training at some point? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Before so, the tournament. Yeah, you could you could maybe give them a bit of a benefit of the doubt. However, uh, as it seems, I'd say it's a little concerning. <laughs> yeah, they, they. It's worth noting they won. Uh, they won five nil this evening against Slovakia. So if that's and missed a penalty in that game. So if that's anything to go by, maybe, maybe we're that, seeing the maybe true Spain what, now. Yeah, maybe that's what they're actually like, and they were a bit fatigued and, and not feeling a hundred percent in the first two. But even so. That would be speculation. The fact is they weren't yeah. really good enough against Poland and Sweden. So, 
It's, yeah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. They are through though, and they'll they'll play Croatia in the next round. Um, as always, Spain are going to be one to watch, aren't they? One to watch. Yeah, they've. Uh, yeah, like uh, again, a bit like Italy and and Holland. This isn't a Spanish team that's like the top top for Spain. However, there's still some absolutely brilliant players in there. So, yeah, they definitely, definitely some have game the changes on that day. Absolutely. Uh, the bottom two in this group, Slovakia and Poland, both go out. Um, Poland with just a point. Yeah. Which, when Poland you've got a talent Dostoy. like Lewandowski, yep. it's it's hard just sad, to... really. <laughs> yeah. It's I, just sad. Yeah, I like, feel a bit bad. Never gonna, Yeah, he's never gonna, probably not going to get another opportunity. And I mean, they could get to the World Cup, for example, but um, yeah, literally one of the best strikers this generation stuck in a national team that has got some okay players, but it's not really good enough around him to actually help him out properly. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. Like with Austria, get the ball to Alaba. You've got to get the chances to Lewandowski if you're Poland. Um, yeah. I mean, they've scored four goals in the group, which is the same amount that Sweden scored, but they've they've conceded six uh, and it's just a one point for them. They're, they're going home. Slovakia uh, were doing okay until this evening uh, and then got absolutely hammered by Spain as we as we mentioned before 5-0 um, Mike I've got a, a stat for you actually here for Lewandowski which blew my mind go on then it's, it's David's stat of the week so I presume this was after his first goal sorry his second goal and not his first goal let me hold on let me just 100% check if he does have 69 or if he has 70 goals for Poland very quickly. Uh, no. Okay, so he does have 69. Basically, he scored 69 goals for Poland in all competitions. The entirety of the rest of the squad had only scored 34. <laughs> so it really shows you how reliant they've been on him. And he scored two goals tonight. You can't really ask for any more than that from a striker. But Yeah, what else is he supposed to do? Yeah, just didn't have the players around him. Uh, 90 plus three was the the goal they let yeah. in. Not not that it would have sent them through. Obviously, the point w- wouldn't have been enough anyway. But um, yeah, pretty pretty mm-hmm. tough to take that one. Uh, so yeah, Sweden and Spain through in Group E. We'll move on to Group F, which finished around about an hour ago now. Um, mm-hmm. France, Germany, and Portugal do make it through. But what a night we've <laughs> yeah quality we just had. Uh, there, France's group winners, Germany second, Portugal third, and Hungary. I mean, I would love Hats to know off. what would have happened to Hungary if they'd have been in another group because they yeah, were brilliant. Really good. They? Yeah, really good. Hats off to them. Really impressive performances. Um, yeah, I'd say of all the teams going out, they uh, definitely gave the best account of themselves. Genuinely can go away uh their heads held high really yeah yeah draws with uh draws with france and germany and and then a three nil defeat to portugal which has cost them in the end um france through as group winners as you'd kind of expect i guess Mm -hmm. uh winning two draws they didn't look quite as impressive this evening i thought against portugal my thing with france is in these games, all three of them, <clears throat> they can't find a rhythm. Like, they have spells have been really good, but they also have spells where they're, like, basically under the caution that, obviously, there's loads of factors involved with, with COVID and the fact that the players at this top level have played so many games in the last 12 months. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, but that being said, like, they just don't, yeah, they they just it's not like a rhythm, they're just stop start every game. And maybe, you know, two of those games have been against two of the other top teams, so maybe that's just because of the quality of the opposition. Having said that, they also drew with Hungary and I didn't think were particularly good. And credit to Hungary being great, but if France were gonna have any game where they looked like their World Cup winning selves and just had that rhythm of being absolute monsters. You'd have expected it to come out against Hungary. 
in this group and it didn't yeah yeah that's true uh of course they they have huge quality uh and depth yeah. in all areas so they could turn it on at any, at any point and the pogba some of pogba's passes I, yeah I, I, would, I would like to say on the podcast because i know i know that everyone knows that i hate him but some of his passes to mbappe and uh the one to Benzema for the goal as well earlier were unbelievable. Also, in the first game when he sent that pass around the back, yeah, that was that that that's up there for passes I've seen in recent years. Hey, Edward, would if you are listening, just go and buy Kante and Mbappe. Forget about Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, and then give we'll him some of his French teammates. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, England have managed to avoid France, so that is good. Instead, they'll play Germany, Germany. who finished second in this group somehow. Uh, at, at points, they were going yeah. out. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's been crazy the <laughs> the roller coaster yeah. in this group this evening. Um, but yes, it's going to be Germany. Do you think out of the three, that's the best draw for England? Uh, it's it's hard to say, really, just for the fact that. Having said uh, how they were against, you know, they beat Portugal 4-2 and Portugal obviously looked great in the first game. Um, I'd have said yes. However, again, are Hungary just playing way above their means and are really good? Are Germany not that good? This is this is the thing. Because tonight they were lucky. Neuer made a mistake for the second goal, which if you haven't seen... Wow. It's really FIFA kickoff stuff, to be honest. It's crazy. Um, uh, Yeah, 12 seconds after Germany had equalised to put themselves back through, they conceded again. And that is... Yeah, it was mental. And then they were lucky as well because Galacci made an absolute howler for the first goal. And with the second goal, he was unsighted by defenders, admittedly. But on... On other days, that shot hits Galachi where his leg diverts it away from goal rather than sort of it going over his leg and, and in. Um, but then on the other side of it, Germany have some absolutely fantastic players. So it, it's a hard one because, I mean, they went out in the group stage of the last World Cup. So this isn't exactly a German team that have tournament pre- pedigree right now. They've... Yeah, they're free, but they only got four points. And that that was because they managed to come from behind twice against the team that was the token easy team in their group. Like we said, they obviously gave great account of themselves, but that's what it looks like. So it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Is it the players? Is it the manager? But when you look at the players, something's not not really clicking. There were quite a few minutes tonight where they were going out. They were, yeah, for most of the night they were going out. They yeah, so managed to get themselves through somehow. But having said that, like I say, the, some of the players they have, like Tony Cruz, I, I don't know if he gets enough credit. Maybe Pete, maybe there are people out there giving him enough credit, but he's a fantastic midfielder. Um, Muller, Muller as well. By Muller's the way. been a... He's still only like 30, you know, Mike. It's a joke, that. Maybe 32, Max. <laughs> How could he be he's, that old? He's, he's a fantastic player as well. He's really got it all. Um, Kimmich, yeah, just abundant abundance of talent, really. But Thomas Willis um, 30 on everyone. Yeah. What but are we just, doing it? Yeah, great talent, but not really showing any pedigree of actually being good at tournament football. So... Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Just despite everything we've said, it's going to be tough. They, oh, got of a lot course of talent. it's going to be tough um, because their, their players are so good. But uh, maybe I'll, I've just consi- I'm about to consign us to a defeat, but I think out of the three, they're the ones I would take the, the most. I think I'd be happiest to, to play them. Uh, yeah, Portugal finished in third. <laughs> I, d- I did quite enjoy the added time of the Portugal-France game where it was one team, France were just passing it round the back four and then they somehow lost it. And then Portugal just turned around and gave it to their back four. Yeah, because I think cause they both knew teams the were already through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was quite funny. Ronaldo again, that man has cojones. 
Yeah, his penalties. Did you see Pepe, by the way, for the first penalty? Uh, he was sorry, sorry. For, not, I'm getting ahead of myself. For Benzema's penalty, obviously Pepe was teammates with him for years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was waving, go left, go left. Well, keepers right, our left. Um, <laughs> Patricio goes right. Of course, Benzema goes to the left. So <laughs> Pepe was screaming at him, but I found that quite amusing. Frank Lampard actually said, as a, as a former teammate, that's out of order. But I thought it was hilarious. Just I mean, because I, I Benzema, like that, but... just because Benzema actually went that way, and Pepe yeah. had literally been like trying to shut, like be like go left about four or five times. So I found that funny. But yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, if anyone out there didn't think he's one of the best players ever. Now there's even more stats that back up that he is. He's equal the most international goals, most European goals at tournaments. I think it's 13 at the Euros, 7 at the World Cup, so 20. Closer had 19. Um, what a legend he was. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, Ronaldo, fantastic. Was that five goals in the group stage? Yeah. Guy's like 36 now and he's still... Still at the peak of his powers, really, it seems. Um, maybe the man not is quite an at absolute peak. animal. Maybe not quite at his peak, but still above the peak of most players that ever play the game. So that's fair to say. Yeah, really, really took the uh, took the nation on his back this evening, scoring both those penalties. Uh, and they've got a lot of attacking talent, haven't they? It's a little yeah, bit scary. I, I do like this Portugal team. Bernardo Silva's a good player. I always like it when he plays for City. Don't think he, he looked gets... good tonight. Yeah, I mean, I guess Pep has his reasons, but I do think he's a quality player. Uh, Bruno Fernandes obviously has been, yeah, fantastic at Man United for the last 18 months. He's obviously a great player. Um, Diego Chiotta, obviously, great player, still quite young. Um, And then even in their midfield, to be honest, Renato Sanchez was absolutely fantastic tonight. He was uh, everywhere, wasn't he? Maybe he Brilliant. has a thing where... I mean, he has just won the league with Lille, but maybe he has a thing where he's going to showcase himself at every Euros. Maybe he'll do better after this Euros than the last one. Fingers crossed, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, and and then they've still got players like Moutinho and, and Neves, who are fair players in centre-mid. Um, yeah, Pepe and Diaz now at the back. Semedo, I've been critical of that guy. He was fantastic tonight I thought um, although had arguably the worst penalty I've ever seen given against the fullback that was a shocker wasn't it really bad and I don't know if you stuck around for the very end Mike that was definitely a penalty from Kingsley Coman at the end uh, yeah I did see that I, I, I don't know what we're doing with VAR really yeah because uh, Bruno Fernandes is, is pulling him back trying to get the ball and then I don't know if it's out of tiredness or desperation to get a foot on the ball. Basically drags his studs down his calf and Coman goes down in the box. I wonder if that would have... Would that have put Portugal out? Probably. They probably still would have gone through. Uh, but that would have been fun, wouldn't it? If that would have put Portugal out, that penalty. So they've been 3-0 goal. It looks like they would have still been through. Yeah, they would have. It would have got in over like Ukraine or something. Yeah, over Ukraine. Uh, but yeah, as as we've said, obviously Hungary out bottom, as you'd expect, but not really in the fashion you'd expect. Well done to them, uh, top effort as well. That brings us nicely to the the last sixteen fixtures. Should we just quick fire through them and we'll we'll both pick a, who we think is going to win them? Yeah, why not? Bit of fun. Um, so the first one is Wales Denmark. Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think ooh, this is a tough one, you know. <laughs> this is one of the toughest ones to pick. Yeah, um, there's a few, a few good games there. This will be an interesting one for sure. Go on. I, I'm going to say Wales. I want I want to see Bale and Ramsey at the peak of their powers. All right, I'm going Denmark just for the... I, I need it to happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, Italy, fair, Austria. I love Denmark. To go for it. Italy. Yeah, I've got Italy yeah. too. Uh, Netherlands, Czech Republic, definitely Holland. Yeah, I think it'll be maybe not that easy, but I think Netherlands, mm. yeah, as well. 
Here's a, here's a cracking yeah, tie. Is this, this, is this the tie tough. of the round or is it England, Germany? Uh, Belgium, Portugal. Yeah, this is a tough oh, one. Cool. Uh, luckily for Belgium, Portugal also have a fairly aging back. Well, not really. They only have Pepe, but they do at least have some aging back line. Um, uh, oh I've, my goodness! I think this literally comes down to the performance of key players like Cristiano Ronaldo. If he turns up, can you really stop him? I'm not sure. Belgium, if De Bruyne, Hazard, Lukaku are ticking, are you going to stop those three? Again, not really sure. Um, where do you land? Where do I land? I'm gonna go with Portugal. Oh, I'm gonna join you with Portugal there. Yeah, I, I just think Ronaldo. <laughs> and the thing is, with Portugal, they've already played two huge teams, and they looked good. I mean, they yeah, lost. You- Ger- they lost to Germany, but. They actually didn't play awfully in that game. They conceded some of their goals because they were attacking and got caught. So, yeah, the fact that they've played two top teams already, I think, actually puts them in good stead for facing another big team this early on. All right. Next one, Croatia, Spain. Um, It's not that easy, is it? Yeah, not really. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Spain. Yeah, I think I'll join you with Spain. I, I think. Yeah, I think in terms of when you weigh up both squads, as much as like we've spoken about, Croatia have some fantastic players. Spain, this Spain squad is still pretty strong. Yeah, they should they should be good enough to beat this Croatia team. I think. Um, but that'll even, be another even interesting did, one for sure. Fair, so. Yeah, exactly. If we can do it, I think Spain can do it. Um, should be an easy one, I think. France, Switzerland. Yeah, I'd, I'd say France. Easy. Yeah, I think, I think it's the end of the road for Switzerland, so France will progress there. Uh, mm. Important answer here, Dave. England, Germany. This is a tough one. You see, I really want to obviously say England, but we've not really shown anything where I can be like, <laughs> I actually back us. I'm going England. Yeah, it has to be. I'm gonna go England. We can't pick. We can't pick otherwise. No, I don't really. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I want to <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> I don't like it, but I'm picking England anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the final round of sixteen game is Sweden against Ukraine, which <laughs> is another I, tough one to call. Really, I would say Sweden personally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I think Sweden have looked far better in the group stages than Ukraine. Uh, but it's if... tough to say with uh, Ukraine just because obviously Shevchenko as manager, I think, having a player that, yeah, probably Ukraine's best ever player, I think that can help with these big occasions. Like he had so many big occasions as a player, maybe that would help. But at the same time, they've not looked, um, they've maybe not looked as good as you'd expect them to. So, yeah, I yeah, think I, I would I would stick, stick uh, with Sweden there. Uh, and I believe that means England will play Sweden in the quarterfinals, so you can look forward to that. Um, but yeah, I think that will just about do it for our, our group stage recap. We'll be back uh, after the last 16 games, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully with Will this time. Uh, in the yeah. meantime, you can... Catch up with us on social media, uh, which is in the round pod, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, if the people would like to follow just you, though, Dave, where can they do that? Uh, it's at Dave Harris underscore 44. Uh, yeah, and as Will says every week, you can follow me at Mikey Breslin, uh, but please don't. Please just follow us at in the round pod. Um, and yeah, proper enjoyed the group stages. Hopefully the rest of the tournament uh, is as good as that was. Yeah, I I hope so. Um, if it's not, we'll see you after the last sixteen anyway. So yeah, <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, and it's coming home, everyone. So so yeah, <laughs> take yeah, it easy, we'll guys. We'll see if we still think that after the next uh, next games. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can still say that on the next podcast. I hope so. Uh, but we'll see you there. Take care. Cheers. <laughs>